just a note or a friendly reminder before we get started today. It is never my heart to trigger or bring up topics that would be heavy or hard for you to hear. However, these are real life stories that sometimes can get really messy. So listen with caution, but I hope that you are inspired and encouraged to know that you are not alone and that your story matters. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to Keeping It Real with Amber. I'm your host, Amber McCutcheon, and on today's episode, I have my friend Crystal with me, who has had so much life experience. I'm not even sure where we're headed today um, on this episode, but I promise you that you will not want to miss it. Crystal, so glad that you took time out of your schedule to be able to just come and sit with me on the couch and be able to have a conversation about some of your life experiences, some of those real events that have affected your life, as we talked about back in the other episodes of what real really stands for, um, and when we talk talking about keeping it real. So where do you want to take us today on your journey of life? Well, Amber, thanks again for having me and for giving me the opportunity to share. I think this platform is really good, and it's going to help many people. So thanks for this opportunity. I want to talk today about the freedom of grace. Mm. And when I say the freedom of grace is giving yourself the freedom of grace. Whether it be because I didn't get all the dishes washed or to those more monumental moments in your life. That's that's kind of where that's kind of what I want to talk about today. Okay. So how do you live that out in your life? Because, you know, we can't just talk about things. We have to be willing to go where we want to lead others. Absolutely. So several years ago, as, as many people know from my story, I went through what I would call um, my midlife blow-up. In less than 30 days, I went from being... Um, a full-time mom, being a wife, to even facing some severe legal issues related to some things that had to do with my, with my marriage and, and so on. So when you talk about, when I talk about grace, I, talk, I mean that being real with yourself and taking off those masks, peeling back those layers, and being willing to say, oh my, this is where I am. Mm. Because when we can stand in our truth, whether it is good, bad, ugly, or indifferent, there is a freedom there. Because once we stand in that truth, then change can come. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember I read a book called Success Principles by by Jack Canfield, part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul. And in this particular book, he says something that, when I first read it, made me so angry. But then, you know, you have to step back and listen. And what it was is, is that I am 100% responsible for where I am in my life. Hmm. 
And I thought about that and I thought, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not the one who cheated. I didn't betray. I didn't this. I didn't that. But then when you pull back the layers, you see, whoa, but I did put up with that. Yeah. But I did accept that. Mm. But I did let that go. Mm -hmm. And as it builds and builds and builds, it becomes your responsibility. But there's a lot of grace in that saying. And the grace is that if I'm 100% responsible for my life, then I can change it. Absolutely. You have the power. I have the power to make the changes that I need to make in my life. Mm-hmm. But how does that happen? That, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen like it does on TV in a, in a 60 minute or two hour Hallmark movie and we all live happily ever after. Right. You know, I, I can tell you my first all live happily ever after didn't actually happen. But how that happens is, is we have the opportunity to step back and see who we are. Mm -hmm. Step back and see those um, blemishes, or as someone used to say, those bullet holes mm -hmm. in, in our bodies. And we have the opportunity and the responsibility to take action. Well, I like the way that you said bullet holes because, um, you know, I've used the analogy before when creating the curriculum that I did for survivors of sexual abuse, misuse, and trauma. Um, I use the analogy of a victim being the deer and the perpetrator being the poacher, you know. And sometimes when we're going through life, we weren't the one who pulled the trigger that inflicted the wounds that we are absolutely 100% responsible to heal from. So we weren't responsible for necessarily the injury, you know, the, the bullet hole, so to speak, as you use it in your words, but we are responsible to heal from that. We are responsible to take action and own our part on what we can do in our life instead of just continuing to be a victim of others around us or our circumstances. That's a good point. Absolutely. And one thing, I remember going through your curriculum and when we, further down in the curriculum, when we talk about when we sit down and we analyze different abuses, misuses in, in our lives, I had a real aha moment with that. Mm -hmm. And I had 47 instances of yep. abuse and misuse yes. in my life. I was 42 years old. Yes. I remember having that conversation with you at the time and you had brought your notebook in and like at the ages where you had even thought some of it was your fault. Yes. You had taken ownership, but others were inappropriate with you. Others had crossed the line with you. And right. so for you, where you had carried guilt and shame around, you were able to start handing that back and put that responsibility. Not that you went and had conversations with all of them, but like it's a mental set. It's a mind, mm. it's a mindset. Like you hand that back to those who are responsible for the hurt, for the betrayal, mm -hmm. um, for the violation. But we then from there, you are responsible to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And when, when you talk about handing it back, <clears throat> one way that I handed that back to them is I, of course, did a lot of meditation and, and prayer. But I also sat down and wrote a nonfiction story, a fictional story, nonfiction, a fictional story where the where they do live happily ever after, mm. or they they do get their comeuppance. You know, um, the thing that really perplexed me is uh, I've had I had all these monsters in my head, and when I sat down and I did that, of those forty six. Over thirty were already dead, mm. but yet their their monstrosity lived on. Their actions. Their actions lived on, but it's my responsibility to take action, to give myself the grace yes. to heal. Yep. But also to be the one to take to take responsibility and move on with my life. Mm -hmm. And when I finally understood at a deeper level what Jack Canfield was saying, it, it does make sense. And it is a very empowering statement because we do have, we do have to take responsibility for our lives mm -hmm. wherever they are, you know. I remember uh, in 2014 when I was in a women's shelter. Mm -hmm. I was virtually homeless. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to take. I had to figure out a way to make these circumstances better. Um, I had to hustle. I had three jobs. You know, I learned a bus. I learned the bus system in St. Louis, Missouri, unlike anything that I would have ever dreamed. You know, grow, being being a farm girl from Southeast Missouri, that I would be, I would have to do. Yeah. But taking that first step, taking that responsibility, and taking those actions is what makes all the difference. Mm. You know, we we have to be willing to accept where we are, so that we can start from there and move forward. As long as we have those blinders on, we can't move forward. Yes. So we have to have the grace to take those blinders off and to look at the situation in to in a totally different manner. One thing I I have I have found is I always wore the mask of perfection. Mm. Everything was perfect. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Uh, my kids were, oh, my kids were perfect. That, my marriage was perfect. Uh, <laughs> but it was such a house of cards mm -hmm. that it was never going to stay in place. And, and when, when your house of cards comes tumbling down, you don't lose just one layer. You lose everything. Yeah. You know, it all comes tum tumbling down. However, it was the road to resolution. Mm -hmm. Because once you take off the mask, once you let the house of cards fall, then 
you can build the real foundation. Yeah, because you're starting your fresh. Life. You're like you're at you're you're, you're, you're down yeah ground level zero. ground level. Yeah. So from there, you know you have to start with a firm foundation. Absolutely, absolutely. And the only way to build that firm foundation is to get real with yourself. Yeah. Because as long as you're not real with yourself, mm-hmm. then it's never going to work. Yeah. You know. And, and some of the real I had to face was, is I'm not perfect. Oh, I'm not perfect. You know, I, 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 I grew, I grew up in a time, you and I grew up in a time where that sexual abuse misuse was very private. Those were, yes. those were private matters. Skeletons in the closet. Skeletons in the closet. Yep. There you go. Skeletons <clears throat> in the closet. One thing that we have to realize over time is, is mm, those skeletons have to go. Absolutely. I might drag them up out of here. Let's dust Absolutely. them off. Let's talk about them. And then we're going to haul them off. I don't want to have skeletons in my closet. Absolutely. You know, that was, I, I said skeletons in the closet, but like, that's what my mom said when I was 11 and opened mm-hmm. up to her for the she was the first person I opened up to about my, my childhood abuse, you know? And her response was, everyone has a, has a skeleton in the closet, mm-hmm. and that's where this is going to stay, and we're never talking about this again. Right. And so I remember being a child. Again, that's that generational, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people who maybe are listening to this and are younger at this point in time, they're like, I can't imagine not having the openness that we have right now on social media and, and just as a culture and society and all this. But, like, take it back. 20 years ago even you know it was not the same and it was still kind of like keep it kind of hush hush and nobody really wants to deal with it and even when we did talk about those things nobody knew what to do with it what was the next step so like even those people who would believe about betrayals Mm -hmm. um and didn't want to necessarily turn the other cheek from it they didn't know how to help exactly and so I think I'm so thankful. I'm not, I think I know that I am so thankful for uh, practical tools and things that are available today to know, one, social media can be used for absolute good and we can know that we're not alone. Right. You know, that when statistics are one in three by the time we're 18 for girls and one in six for guys, because we are not leaving them out of this topic, who have experienced sexual trauma by the time they're 18, um, <clears throat> that there are absolute tools to be able to overcome and that we're not alone and that we can live victoriously and that we no longer have to be silent. And I think that as the older generations continue to get older and they see even our generation, you know, we're in our forties, so to speak here, um, and younger have more confidence and freedom to be able to no longer keep those skeletons, no longer keep those secrets and then we're not talking bad about the people who maybe had the actions towards us. But we're saying, hey, we want to be a voice for those who have had no voice for so long. We want to help kind of lead the charge or lead the way that there is absolute healing that is possible and that prevention is possible. That healing is essential in this. That if I, part of prevention is being able to heal so that the next generation don't have to deal with it. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I love the, I love your uh, topics. And the, and the one, the one elephant in the room mm-hmm. that no one really wants to talk about is, is the number of 
power players um, that can be found within organized religion. You know, some some of the earliest exposure I had to abuse yeah. came from people in power. People in positions. In, it, people in positions. <clears throat> yep. And that that is that is something that as ministry people as yeah. youth leaders that we have to be very very cognizant of yeah. is and 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 know that we have the right people in the right positions yeah. because I can tell you from my own perspective mm-hmm. for many many years I was very turned off from church yeah. because it was not a safe place. Oh yeah. You know, it's supposed to be one of the safest places we can ever go to. But yeah. it it to, it wasn't <clears throat> a safe place. Now that doesn't mean that I don't have there I don't have uh, mentors in in church that I value and I appreciate. But it's those wolves in sheep clothing as yeah. they say that can really affect that your ability to grow and develop in 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 yeah. Christ, and it will. There there has to be another level of healing. Mm, absolutely, you know, one of the things that we've talked about before is how perpetrators will put themselves in positions to feed their addiction. You absolutely. know, and and part of the curriculum that I have, and I'm not trying to make it all about the curriculum today by no means, but like it, it is part of your story, is. <clears throat> being able to understand that, um, I think uniquely to you in this aspect is that, you know, churches and Christians are probably the most trusting, you know, overall want to see the good in people. And and I am a believer, like mm-hmm. I love the Lord, but like, even with the Lord, I had walls in my relationships. Absolutely. And so I didn't fully trust God because I also thought God was the author of my hurts. Mm-hmm. And I know that not to be true now. Um, that it was not his plan, but you know, it was, it says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And who's the thief? It's Satan. And he tried to destroy my life at a really early age. He's tried to destroy your life at a really early age. Um, but I have also had hurts when it comes to people inside the church building. Absolutely. You know, people who <clears throat> don't like it when you march off into dark places and they feel like they're going to get exposed. And so you get asked to leave. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, those are the kind of real things that we're talking about here that like, just because somebody has a position to always trust your discernment. I say, trust your gut. That's actually where the Holy Spirit um, resides when you are a believer is, is your gut. And so I find it funny when they say, oh, I felt that in my gut or I've got butterflies or I've got this. Well, you go back to the word and you can hear, you know, and you can see that that's where the Holy Spirit resides. So trust your gut, trust the Holy Spirit in that. Allow him to lead you. And some of you who are listening today, you think I'm just, I'm not even, I'm not interested in a God right now. I, I am my God. I don't believe in God. Like if there is a God, then why did I have to go through blah, blah, blah. And I will just tell you that as a teenager, I remember being angry at God. I remember being out in a field yelling at him, like, if you're a God and you're a loving God, then blah, 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 you know? And I was like, and I was mad for a good time. Because I had been betrayed by the very people that should have been my safe place growing up. Right. And, you know, 
I'm so excited for this opportunity that as we keep it real, that others are going to realize that they're not alone, that families are often the ones who have betrayed us. And so if somebody opens up to, to you as a listener, if you're listening today, if somebody opens up to you that has been abused in any form or fashion, we're not just talking the sexual stuff, but like we're talking any of that in people like, well, kids will make that up sometimes. And I ask the question and I'll challenge you with this. What do they have to gain? What do they have to gain by lying about it? Because oftentimes they have nothing to gain, but they have everything to lose. Absolutely. And so perpetrators like to play the victim, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you've seen that in oh, your yes. life. Yes. Uh, you know, we could talk about your marriage. We could talk about a whole lot <laughs> of other stuff. And, and we don't have time for all of that today. And I know that I look forward to having Crystal back at another point in time. But we have about 10 more minutes left in this episode. How do you want to spend that today? Well, one thing you you were talking about. You had your crazy, where's God crazy moment. That's that's kind of how we met. Mm-hmm. Is because I was at, I was at a rope's end because mm-hmm. I I grew up in church. I grew up. I have a very my family is very has a very strong religious background, and I couldn't even in my forties I couldn't see. Why would, why God, why, you know, and you and I had some conversations and we talked about, um, the first time uh, someone is, is hurt or abused. It's, it's like a shark bite and a mm-hmm. shark bite just festers and bleeds out bleeds into the water. Into the and water. then what's attracted to the blood in the water? More, more sharks. sharks, more sharks, which gave me an understanding of, I'm not cursed. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't have this, I don't have this big sign. I'm not cursed for that. I'm open, you know, I'm open, open to be hurt, but we're wounded, wounded. And when you're wounded, um, you, you are, you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, but as an adult, we have that responsibility to take the necessary actions to heal our lives yes and we have that responsibility and we owe it to ourselves we owe it to our children Mm -hmm. you know one one thing that i want to pass on to my children and now my grandchildren i'm a grandmother now is i want to pass on that gift of understanding grace and healing Mm -hmm. and that that looks grace and healing doesn't look the same for you as it does for for me. Right. It doesn't look the same for anyone. Because each story, everyone's story, everyone has a story, mm-hmm. yet everyone's story is unique to them. Yes. Because my mind might work differently, works differently than yours. So this may be one thing that bothers you that doesn't bother me or, or vice versa, you know. Um, and, and when we talk about responsibility for healing, that can come in so many different forms. It, it may come in work, working curriculum, a mm-hmm. curriculum-based healing. It may come in counseling. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely will come with you uh, it, on your knees, you know, mm-hmm. praying and, and seeking God's guidance. If, but it, there's no 
per se blueprint to say, okay, if you do this, yeah. you're going to be all better. Yep. There is no X plus Y equals Z, Z formula. Absolutely. There is not. And many times along the journey of healing, and it's a journey, yep. and we're all still on it. You know, we'll be on it for all of our lives. But many times on the journey of healing, it's going to look like 2 plus 2 is 10. Mm -hmm. It's not going to look 2 plus 2 is 4. Yet, when it all gets shaken out, it'll it'll look the right way. Yes. You know, uh, my grandmother told me life is like a tapestry. You know, we have grandmothers from, from that generation. Uh, you see the, if you look at the, front of a tapestry it's so beautiful everything is in place every stitch is in place turn that tapestry over looks like a nightmare it's a hot mess it's back a hot there mess. Mm -hmm. well guess what we are all a hot yes. mess yes yet we can give ourselves that grace mm -hmm. we can give ourselves that healing and we can be real yes one of the best gifts I gave to myself was owning my truth, mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about in a later episode. Yes. Some of the generational things that yes. have happened with my, with my family, but owning my truth instead of hiding it under a rock or sugarcoating it or I'm um, not going to talk about that. Getting in there, doing the work, mm -hmm. and owning our truth. Mm -hmm. And one thing I want to leave your listeners with today is I want to challenge them to give themselves that gift of grace. Whatever that may be for them. Yes. Give themselves that gift of grace. If that's the mom who needs... To take that time for herself to take a breath, do it. Whether whether it's the big stuff or the little stuff. Mm -hmm. The little stuff counts just as much as the big stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's something people don't always realize is the little stuff counts just as much as the big stuff. Yeah. Well the little stuff becomes the big stuff. Absolutely. If we don't tend to it. Absolutely. If if we don't tend to it, the little stuff becomes the big stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one thing that one of my kids said is that one of his favorite memories is, is we used to, and this may seem like a little thing to some people, we used to sit down and eat a meal together every day, but they had to set the table. They had to prepare for that. Well, now his his new wife loves it because he sets the table. Mm -hmm. But it's just those little things that we instill. Mm -hmm. So so give yourself those little drips of grace mm -hmm. as as you move through time to find that restoration and that rest that you need. Well, as we kind of bring it to a close on keeping it real with Amber today, you've heard Crystal kind of give you a call to action on how are you going to give yourself grace this upcoming week until we meet again. But I'm going to take it one step further and I'm going to ask you, what brings you joy? And how can you sprinkle joy along your week each and every day so that when you are able to experience that grace that you give, 
you are also having a greater amount of joy that you're intentional to make memories with the ones that you love. And I'm gonna also close with sometimes family isn't the ones that gave birth to us or the ones that we give birth to, but it's those people who choose to come alongside and do life with us in the middle of the messes, who choose to love us and choose to be for us. So count your blessings today, find what brings you joy and give yourself some grace. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for taking your time today to just enjoy a conversation between Crystal and I. If you've been challenged or you want to share how you have lived with freedom of grace, just go to anchor.fm backslash keeping real with Amber and send us a voice message. I would appreciate the encouragement and know that you are also encouraging others when you share your story, when you share your wins. Can't wait to hear from you. Thank you.